Welcome to Making Art Work, produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York. I'm Travis Newton, your host and director of the program. Today's guest is Zanetta Drew, executive director of the Dallas Black Dance Theater. Founded in 1976 by current artistic director Ann Williams, Dallas Black Dance Theater has grown during Ms. Drew's tenure to present more than 300 annual performances on a budget of $2.3 million and was named one of the top five organizations of color in the nation. The organization employs 12 professional full-time dancers performing modern, jazz, African, and spiritual works across multiple continents. On the administrative side, the organization's infrastructure includes 12 full-time staff members who are responsible for the daily operations of the company. Dance education is key to the company's mission, with the Dallas Black Dance Academy serving as the official school and training academy of Dallas Black Dance Theater. Zanetta Drew, welcome to Making Art Work. Thank you. So I guess my first question is, having been trained as an accountant, how did you find your way into the nonprofit world and into the arts world? I got involved truly by accident. The founder of the company had been hurt seriously in a car accident, and I was asked to volunteer and help with creating a grant that was due. Um, I was no longer working in corporate America, and I thought I could volunteer two hours for two days. Ended up, I did 14 hours the first day, 12 hours the next day, and 11 months before I was really brought on as a staff person. But what happened most of all was that I had a chance to see the opportunity to marry my business skills with the nonprofit industry. And 25 years ago, you didn't have a lot of that going on. I sure, I can imagine. So um, one thing that I read uh, in 2008, D Magazine quoted you as saying that the ability for a nonprofit to survive is based on maintaining a consistent knowledge of the reasons why people give and finding a niche that fits that need. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why people give to Dallas Black Dance Theater. People give, I believe, because we work very hard at connecting with our community and we have a very broad community. In doing so, we look at those types of things that inspire, that motivate, and that actually spur creativity in individuals. When the economy really started to downturn, you found people who were just looking for something that would uplift them. And the type of dance that we do, the types of themes, really uh, created energy and enthusiasm. And so when we connect with people in a way that they are spiritually and innately moved, then it's easier for them to want to give. Now, on the other hand, there are some people who are motivated by seeing their name in print. And so Mm -hmm. if that is the motivation, then we happily work with you in that opportunity as well. Right. So how do you approach those two types of donors differently, the types that have this sort of intrinsic interest in donating versus the ones who like to see their names in print, maybe you're looking for some ad space and that sort of thing? First of all, you listen. You listen. Every potential donor is going to tell you what they're looking for. And if you really are critical and hearing what they say they like, uh, what their interests are, and then the thing that I, we always do is we ask, what do you want? And mm-hmm. donors will tell you, you know, I really would like to be, uh, how do you get in that program? You know, how do you get your name listed? How do you get an ad? How do you do those things? And so when you listen, you'll find out that most donors will really tell you what motivates them. And then you use that to see how you can really increase the gift. Very interesting. So um, the company recently purchased and renovated a former YMCA facility um, that houses all of your training 
uh, rehearsal administrative space. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that came about and sort of the, the way that that facility has served both DBDT and the community? Well, first of all, the Dallas Arts District is phenomenal, and that building is one of the original three buildings that was part of the historic African-American community where the Dallas Arts District is now. And so what we did is looked at the fact that the building had the type of space that was most effective for our organization. And what we've done is actually redone the building so that we can repurpose it to use it for the activities of the dance theater, but also we're able to uh, reopen it for the community. So many uh, organizations and groups that had to use the building during its first life, and that was during the years of segregation when there were no hotels and housing for African Americans. So we know that people like Muhammad Ali and Thurgood Marshall, um, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, all stayed in that building because that's where the housing was. I have board members that stayed there. The founder wow. was swimming there, but it was the only place that African Americans could, uh, you know, have indoor swimming. Mm -hmm. And so from that, we felt like the presence of that building in the arts district, the structural capability, and the fact that we could repurpose it and move it with a new life from being the icon of exclusion for the city to the icon of inclusion really made a statement about how communities evolve and how they can work together over time. That's fantastic. So speaking of community, um, community engagement is sort of uh, a buzzword in the, in the arts community these days. Um, although it's been around for a long time, it's, it's right now it's sort of one of those phrases that everyone's using. So some people call it outreach, some people call it engagement, um, some people call it education. Do you think it matters uh, what we call it? I would prefer to call it community connection. And okay. so whatever happens, you have to connect with your community. And in order to do that, you have to define who your community is. Uh, many folks just reach out to everybody, but I think if you're strategic about your community, then you can build different segments of the community that you believe are going to have a reciprocal impact on your organization, whether that be in funding the organization or helping to deepen the artistic program or adding a volunteer component or maybe even just giving you feedback on how to strengthen the uh, organization. One of the first communities that we uh, reached out to was the business community. That was my background, and we said, okay, guys, tell us, what is it that you would like to see in a nonprofit if it was highly effective? And so the feedback from that community helped to build the organization structurally as it related to the business administration component, but the background of who our community is for Dallas Bay Dance Theater is the world. And so now we've expanded it from just local, regional, and national to a much bigger component than what we had originally um, initiated. Great. How critical to the organization's success do you think um, is the partnership between yourself as the executive director and Ann Williams as the artistic director? How does that partnership, does it make or break the organization? I think that one of the things that has been most phenomenal, my career goal was to be CEO of a major corporation, and I was on track for that. But when I met Ann Williams, she was an artistic visionary. And I think part of what we seem to believe is that the artistic person should really be able to manage the business. From day one, the most phenomenal thing about this woman is that she turned over 100% authority of this business to me. 
And that means that she, in some ways, became a subordinate. I, she'd never been paid before after 10 years. Uh, she um, allowed me to take over all the business matters, all the financial matters, all the legal matters. And what she did was focused on her art. And we made an agreement. If you're as good as you say you are with your art, and I know I'm as good as I say I am with my business, <laughs> we're going to be national one day. And so I think that, and we actually set a three-year plan. And by three years, we were... Um, actually standing on the stage of the dancers were standing on the stage of the Kennedy Center. And so I think that uh, what we have done is been able to separate the roles, work effectively together, communicate, and also understand that we're not ego-bound. Many folks are really trying to, um, they're fighting over who gets the recognition. Mm -hmm. She is a very humble person, and what I see is my role is to help ensure that the arts happens in a high-quality business manner. And the epitome of that is, as we say, when the dancers get a standing ovation, then we know that she's done her job. And when the dancers are on stage and we've gotten a check and they've been paid, then everybody knows. Then you've done, done job. your job. That's yes. right. Fantastic. Um, how do you keep that relationship fresh and? And how do you nurture it over such a, a long period of time that you've been with the organization? Well, first of all, we're from two different generations. So in some ways, um, she has a different approach to uh, all of the um, um, activities of the organization than I do. But I think the thing that we have is we have mutual respect for um, each other. We respect what she's capable of doing. I will honestly say to you, after 25 years, I'd be difficult. It'd be very difficult for me to get first position correct. That's not, <laughs> that's not my forte. That's not your thing. Uh, but I think the thing that she understands is that um, rejection is something I thrive off of, and so something that I say to people: there's no such thing as no. No means new opportunity. If you tell me no, you'll give me a check just to get rid of me. Mm -hmm. And so what we really find out is that because those things that give me joy and spur my creativity are not the same things for her, but put together, they make a wonderful team. So you don't do first position, and she doesn't do the 990. She doesn't even go on <laughs> funding ask. Okay. You know, what okay. she does is that she uh, really uh, presents the dancers, but I very seldom does she go t on a uh, request for funding. Right. So um, the Meadows Foundation, which is based in Dallas, and uh, last I checked, it showed about $600 million plus in assets has been very generous to DBDT over the years, um, including uh, gifts in 1991 and helping you with your new facility. How did you build a successful relationship with that foundation, and what advice could you give to future arts leaders about fostering these types of relationships? Well, we certainly appreciate the Meadows Foundation, and we have several that have given at similar levels, but the relationship was actually begun before I came on board. And what the foundation had done is actually had a management study um, done on the organization when it was just a one-person organization and recommended that a professional manager be hired. When the founder got hurt, that report was used to, uh, you sort of use the back door to get me involved. And um, as a result of that, what the foundation did was saw that the return on that recommendation was starting to happen once you brought in a professional manager and mm -hmm. we used that as the ability to uh, strengthen the relationship by saying, you recommended this, here I am, here's what we're doing, here's the business plan, help us with the next step. And so I think that when you talk to foundations or any donors, you really have to lay out a very specific plan, you have to be accountable for the plan, you have to communicate frequently, and you have to really be honest. I think some of the things that I found is that 
uh, your word has to be your bond. If you don't get it right, then go back and say, you know, I've tried this, this didn't work, but here's where your investment made a difference. Can you help us make the readjustments? And just like with any business, that happens daily. You have to make adjustments to the business plan, and you have to have your investors stay the course. And so I look at foundations and corporations uh, that invest in the Dallas Bike Dance Theater as doing the same thing. But it's a team effort. You're par you're a partner. You're not just someone who's giving us money to create an artistic objective. You're investing in this community and the outcomes that this organization produces. Great. Well, I want to thank you for being here at uh, Lemoyne College here in Syracuse, New York, and uh, we'll hope to see you again sometime soon. Thank you so much. Making Art Work is produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, with support provided by the Department of Communication and Film Studies and WLMU Radio. Our theme song was written by Lemoyne College music faculty member Edward Rahowski and performed by the Bang on a Can All-Stars. For more information about Arts Administration at Lemoyne, Visit lemoyne.edu slash artsadmin or follow us on Twitter at lmcartsadmn. I'm your host, Travis Newton, hoping you'll join us again next time on Making Art Work.